0: question for you who killed Goliath Amen. who said God God that's awesome God killed Goliath the enemy of his people but he had to use a volunteer he had to have somebody that was willing to stand up and David did 16 years old they figure he was stood up and defeated a, a giant because of God. Think of that. I mean, the whole army was terrified. And this isn't even my sermon today, but the whole army was terrified of this giant. Big ugly dude. I mean, I think like 14 feet tall. Maybe I'm not quite sure. And all these trained people. And here comes David. I mean, he was a shepherd boy. He killed a bear, a lion, and he looked up at him, who who is that dude threatening God's people? Look at God's power. There's nobody out there. The figure of speech, brother. But I I appreciate it. David is ready to protect me. I appreciate that very much. You never know nowadays. You're right, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, 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 and you show me how smart you are today. because You sit way up here. If they come in the, the door, you're safe, right? <laughs> <laughs> but here it was. I mean, this giant was threatening God's people. And David think, wait, listen. He strengthened me to take care of the bear and the lion. And all these other guys, I'll go. And the question today, we've got to lay my heart back there. Folks, what Goliath is threatening your life? What Goliath today is threatening your family? Your nation. Think of that. We are fighting today in the spiritual realm. We know that. Amen? So whether you're here today, you're two years old, or 104 years old, you're still, in the, you're still in the fight. Amen? But He empowers us, it's God fighting for us, through us. He fights through his sword. The Holy Spirit and the Word of God. The spoken Word of God. Going back to it again. We talked a couple of weeks ago, you know, about we have the right to bind and loose. That's the power you have. And I know as we get matured in our age numbers, the physical body doesn't move like it used to. You know? We're not grabbing, we're not on the front line physically fighting anymore. Unless you're married. But uh 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 Sunday we'll talk after church. (laughs) But it's a spiritual one. Folks, you sit in your rocking chair at night and you can take down the Goliath that's coming against you and your family, against this nation, by speaking the word of God and having faith in that word. How you gonna do God? Do his word. Faith. It ain't over with you. Like we talked about earlier about Asbury. I mean, look at that. They're colleges. Our younger folks are catching on fire for the Lord. Great revival's coming. Because I believe more persecution's coming against the church. Yeah, you know, we can be kind of quiet on things. Things that go not according to the Word of God, then we can sit there and be kind of quiet. But you know, each one of us, everyone sitting here, you have that thing inside of you. But you know, overlook pain for a little while, but pretty soon it. And finally, hey, I've had enough. That's supposed you jump up my face. But I know you won't do that, but okay. But we get to the point. I've had. En- I kept taking them. I had enough. I'm going to do something about it. And folks, I believe that is where the church is getting at today. I think people of God's coming back to, to God. Seeking Him out. and say, we've had enough. God So well, I've had enough. I've been waiting for you guys to catch up here. You know, have faith in me. What do you want us to do, God? How do you want to move? He wants to move in a mighty way. But man, we look down through history. He moves through His people. He moves those who are ready to throw it all in. I can't remember all the songs we sang today. Every time I have a tough time. Every time we have praise and worship, because every time we sing a verse, I got another sermon. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I want to start talking. I told them the other day. I said, "You got to take care of praise and worship. When you're done, I'll step up. But otherwise, man, I'm ready. I get interfere the whole day long in praise and worship. But man, God's not done with us. We're not done with Him. He wants to get to the point that we'll step out. Be brave, you know, photograph have up there, look at that, standing on the rock. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago, we'll talk about it here in a minute too. But listen, having confidence, that rock, no matter how cloudy it is down below, no matter what's going on down there, that's a solid rock. Now what's he going to do, how's he going to get off there? Hey, if God put him there, God to move him, right? And same with us. If God put us where we're at today, he'll move us. But if we put ourselves at where we're at today, He'll move us if we cry out, then, hey, God, I'm in the wrong spot. <laughs> my stupidity got me here again, or my pride got me here again. Woo, you ever been there? You ever get your pride in the road? Oh, man. You, you you want to apologize, or, or you even want to repent. Oh, man, you sin, and you want to repent, but something inside of oh, you, I can't do that. <laughs> well, God's waiting for you, right? And when you get to the point, you finally repent. Okay, come on, start. Let's keep on going. Trusting in him and getting ourselves out of the road. But he wants us to do just being bold in Christ, you know bold like he'd never been before. Man. All right, David. Amen. We're glad you made it today, buddy. We really are. But we talked about one thing about Peter. I'm gonna we'll recap here for a second. The one thing about Peter, he hung out with Jesus. Amen. He started following Jesus and he went everywhere with him, man. I tell you what, he saw some awesome things. Uh, the transfiguration of Jesus and Moses and man, he man, can you imagine? How much more would you be strengthened today if Jesus showed up with Moses? You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, wow. Man they hung up a little bit, boop, and then they took off. How long would it be? Uh, would it be Monday or Tuesday or or Wednesday? Maybe that the devil try to convince you you didn't see Jesus. Amen. Well, how long would it be before you convince yourself? Because you know, if he stood right beside you, David, you had a bad spot today because I'm picking on him. I mean, there's no doubt, Starkey standing beside you, right? Ah, wow, wow. But. If I told you to do something or not to do something today, when Tuesday or Wednesday, you go, "Well, did he really say not to do this? Did I hear him right?" Susan was talking when he was talking to me. How, how far can we go to convince ourselves or David would go that, that I didn't say what I said? Well, you know how David could, would know what I said. He wrote it down. Amen? Anybody ever take notes? Anybody been married and took notes? <laughs> I do it all the time. Carol, it's me to pick up something. I have to put it on my app on my phone. Otherwise I'll go to Bueller to walk out everything except what she wanted. But I want to please her so I write it down. But when God gives you a warfare, He speaks to your heart. You write it down that way tomorrow, or the next day, the next day, you remind yourself. Right now it's easy to be strong. Among ourselves, right? Somebody came in today and I don't believe in God. We'd all say, hey, God's real. Man, look at my life. He, Jesus changed my life. We, we would testify, man. We're in numbers. But when you re- do, re- reverse us and you put yourself among 40, 50 people who don't know who the Lord, wow, it's kind of easy to shrink away, right? We get to the point, well, I don't really need to say nothing today. Shh, shh, Fernando, shh, shh, don't say nothing. Ever been there before? You ever have a conversation with somebody and, oh man. It, no, no, no. If, if they just knew Jesus, if they knew what God really did for him, and they talked to you, you know they've been listening to the lies of the devil. Okay? Not that they're a bad person. Don't get me wrong. Okay? But they don't know the truth. Man, if they just know the truth and you want to say something to them, but otherwise you don't want to say something to them because they're your friend, you know, uh, but we gotta realize how good a friend are they. Meaning, do we love them enough to share, the take a risk, and sharing the truth to them? I mean, that's where it comes down to. Nobody here likes rejection. I know that. We don't like the We don't like that, that feeling, that separation that we have. But. The love that we have for Jesus has to be so great that we want to truly share it with people even if risk of them not want to speak to us again. I, mean, I see people at Walmart all the time. I see people go to the other direction when they see me because I'm to talk about the Lord. Amen? You know? Now i tell you, somebody worse than I am or a little buddy called Lobo. Remember Lobo? Lobo. Uh, He's a street preacher. comes here every two years. He'll be here in June. He got a hold of me. John's his name. He played for the music group Lobo. He played the keyboard. And I thought I was bad. Man, I tell you, to walk to Walmart with him when he gets here, it's almost embarrassing. I mean, I mean, not really. I mean, just oh wow. But I'm telling you, I mean, it might be the last time that we have the opportunity to share. Amen. Amen. And that's it. And you don't have to worry about because the Holy Spirit will tell you, okay, let's talk. Amen? Amen. You don't go to Walmart or any store you want to go to. You need to go to everybody and say, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about Jesus. Because some aren't ready yet, right? We can trust God but somebody went ahead of us, you know? Uh, maybe they went to, they go to another church or another denomination and, and somebody plow on their hearts. Somebody's been sowing the seed. Grandma and grandpa have been praying for them, okay? God sent somebody to cross their path. Let somebody witness to them today. The they won't listen to me. All they want from me is my inheritance and my John Deere tractor. <laughs> and here you are. You're walking, and you know what? It is. And the Holy Spirit brings you toward this person, He brings you to someone who's ready to have that seed planted. Not the harvest, just planting the seed. You ever check out and, and you have somebody waiting on you and your heart's break because you know that their world's upside down? You just take a moment, hey, are you okay? Oh I tough time. Hey, well, I, I'm a Christian. Can I pray for you? Well I'm not sure okay. I I, I I know management might want you. You keep running you keep scanning my stuff, I'm gonna pray while you scan. Amen? That I mean, way she's not in trouble. But we let God do what he wants to do. He finds these awesome ways of doing these kind of things, you know. If we just we just yield into God use me today? Again, I can't remember which song it is, but one of them songs is basically that way, you know. Uh I yield to you, show me, Lord. Uh, let me let me bring you joy today. You know? But yeah, when, when we was talking about it, I me mean, God there praise and worship, you know. Sorry, you killed Goliath. I said, "David." Said, no, I did. <laughs> you are right, Lord. Using us, so we have that willing heart, man. We can do that. But you know, Peter hang out with Jesus all the time. He got to the point that he made a statement. When Jesus says, "Who do you say I am?" He says, well, <laughs> "What did he say?" He says, "You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God." He was convinced of that because everything he saw the Master do, and Jesus said, upon this rock, upon that statement, upon your acknowledgement that I am the Son of God, I'm going to build my church upon this rock. And the gates of hell will not prevail. Amen? Wow, that's awesome. Then we talked about how not too long later, when Jesus got arrested, man, man, what happened to Peter? He took off. Jesus already told me, listen, I'm go- you're going to deny me tonight three times. No, not me. I'm the rock. Hey, you were with him, wasn't you? No, not me, not me. Oh, man. Jesus tried to tell them all along what's going to take place, amen? But they weren't really listening, you know. They, they were like, oh, wow, let's do another miracle. You know? I can I go back down there get a couple more coins out of fish mouth down there, you know? And then wow, three times Jesus denied or Peter denied Jesus. Oh my how heartbroken he must be. Mm. But you know what? Peter started building his life upon the rock. That he knew that Jesus is the Son of God. He might have stumbled. He denied him. But Jesus wasn't done with him. He reinstated Peter. Three times. He denied him three times. He said, man, feed my sheep. Take care of my sheep. Oh, my. And then, when Jesus rose from the grave, ascended to heaven, the Holy Spirit came. And encompass them. See, it's a a walk process. Amen? Yes, Jesus, I I recognize you are the Son of God. Woo! You're my Redeemer. Come in my life, be my Savior, be my Lord. I surrender my life to you. Boom! You acknowledge it. Your, Your life is being built upon that rock, upon that name. People don't stumble once in a while. But He's still a rock. Is He still your Savior and Lord? Yes, He is. He raised back up again. And later on we found Peter in jail. Stood right beside James. And James was arrested and put to, put to death. But there's Peter standing in front of those who convicted him or the master sharing the gospel. It was God, the Holy Spirit strengthened him to do that. How many here want to be like Peter? Anybody? Got any Johns? Oh, we got a John over here. Okay, let's see. Who else can we have? Uh, uh, Luke? M-O- Luke? Well, uh, Nathaniel, all of them, you know. Do we want to be like them? Well, it's a catchphrase. No, we won't be like Jesus. <laughs> but we won't be strengthened the same as they are, amen? We want to do our part, Okay? We want to do our part. And that's by by hanging on to the Word of God, building a life upon that. And, and see Him for example, man. It's a process. It's all the ingredients brought together, man. And here we are. If you're not done yet, He's not done with you. But what He sh- talked to me last night was, He says, we need to build our lives on the rock because as time continues, our hearts are going to break more and more. We will want to make such a difference in the lives of others. We will discover the power that God has entrusted in us through His Son, Jesus. We can be like Peter or Paul or John, but more like Jesus, not wavering in our following of Jesus Christ. He says, in the times that are coming, wow, your heart is going to break more and more. Why? Because Jesus is in your heart. Amen? The Spirit of God lives in you. The God of all creation. The God who had a purpose for every life He ever made. His heart is breaking because of the the devil. That we allowed the devil into this world. Adam and Eve did. So your heart's going to break more and more. Because of God. But don't let it break you. Because it's your prayer is so powerful. Your faith and belief is so powerful. That's why God has chosen you to live at this time. Oh my, yeah. I believe to a degree we're still in boot camp a little bit. Preparing for the big battle. I've been fighting for the last 40 years, yeah. Ready for the big battle. But man, awesome. God always sees about a one, but He wins it through us. Amen. They just wanting—they want us so much. We want that peace. We want that strength, man. We want to to make a difference in people's lives. But the first thing is allow Him to make total difference in our lives. Amen. Not, that we won't waver. That we will have that peace, no matter what we see. Because he he did the same to us as he did with Peter and John and the rest of them. He told them what was going to happen. He said he could be persecuted, he could be hated. Ah, Peter, you're going to deny me? And today he told us the same thing of his return, what the world will be like. Wars, rumor wars, earthquakes, famines, pestilence—what was was good is now considered evil. What was evil considered good? I mean, who thought we we've got 20 AGs right now that's passing laws to make it illegal to go into your school in your district to a kid under 17 years old and change their sex without your permission. You believe that? They're making a difference. They standing up. Hey, listen. <laughs> no, you cannot do nothing. In fact, make it illegal under eighteen. I mean, who ever thought we had to have laws like that? But thank God we have people raising up a standard. Okay, we're going to shut it down before we get started. Amen. I mean, we think, oh, it's terrible, but we have to do what we can do to protect our youngsters. Pastors all stand up for it. Listen to the minutes in the board meetings or whatever. Listen to people who want power over your kids. Where do they stand? Amen? And then make sure that you do what we can to put them in position to make a difference. Amen. It's not over with yet. But all this here comes together one at a time. It's it's on the rock. It's, It's acknowledging Him. Don't get discouraged. You want to be more like Jesus, Amen. Follow Him. I was thinking there last week. Uh, I was thinking, you know, about my grandmother, and uh, uh, we, she lived out, we lived on the farm, and upstairs in the, in the uh, two story farmhouse, we had no heat up there. But when she cooked and stuff, she had the the door open upstairs, and plus some heat would come up in the morning. But she made this bread. Anybody ever make homemade bread? Whoo wee. Anybody still make homemade bread? I love it, okay. So next time you're up. huh God, uh, I love toothing I love I love farming and I love cooking all my life. I don't know why I've always loved to love to cook. And I told you before my mother always wanted a priest in the family. So she got a preacher who runs a soup kitchen, yeah, we got pretty close to it. But and grandmother never had a recipe. Anybody else ever cook out a recipe? I mean, she wrote some stuff down for us, you know. But uh, but she would take. And I, I can think of it right now. Just, uh, I, can, mm, I can smell bread. Hmm. But how delicious it was! And you know, I think well, you know, she had flour she would use. You know that? And I, I I love. I just. mmm. Recommend that. Hmm. Well, she put that in, but then, oh. Butter. Oh, man, huh? Mm. That wasn't too bad, really. <laughs> man, that does do like she made, oh. I like this part. Mm. Sugar. <laughs> mm. Oh wait, we don't need that in there, do we? <laughs> but see, she had, she wrote down her, 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 her uh, thank you, recipes, thank you very much, ingredients, for all her food before she passed away. Uh, the only thing we forgot is that she had dementia the last four years. And so there's some stuff that we write. we we do not like grandma's, okay, but she'd write it down for us, and uh, she'd have put an egg in it mm no I can't. <laughs> and of course, she always use baking soda, right, but soda the soda, so what what, what makes the difference, huh mm. And then she always put milk in it. <laughs> Not too much, it's healthy. Paul Do doing, doing what the recipe said to do. And you mix it all up. And they, oh wow, now finally. Mm-mm. Finally I got grandma's bread. Mm-mm. Mm mm mm-mm. Baby want some? No? <laughs> Hmm. Hot sauce, yes. <laughs> but I took everything that she had spoken of and in the ingredients, that recipe, and I put it all together. But, man, number one, I didn't use the right baking soda, correct? Soda, soda, what makes a difference? Well, we find out pretty quick the difference that it makes, okay? It doesn't taste that bad. But if I want... To be like grandmother's baking, number one, I need to follow her recipe like she did it. Amen. I got to trust that the ingredients that she told me to put in this bowl should be together. I got to trust that it needs to be put in the oven and baked. Then when it comes out, man, it'll smell and taste like grandmother's. See, sometimes in life we try to do things, we try to shortcut things. God the same way. He gave us the perfect recipe for life here on earth. And it all comes through His Word. Right through here. But sometimes what we want to do, we want to use our ingredients and not God's. Sometimes we know, well, I know, I know, I shouldn't do this. But, and, and what the Master is saying today, It's time to get the butts out. It's time to get uh, sorted out because every time you did it your own way, it backfired on you. You found yourself in a compromising position trying to find a way to get out of it. And God was there with you. He brought you out of it. Did He not? He's with you right now. Somebody right now is going through something. Maybe, Oh man, hang on to God. Tell Him, confess to Him what you did. What went wrong. How you blew it. But learn from it. And, And right here, His Word is the same thing. Allow Him to speak to us. Why? Because this is His strength. I need you to be just as strong, Fred, as I am. And you need me to be just as strong as you are. In the spiritual battle we're engaging. Man, I tell you, the victory, the strength People being set free. Oh, man. <coughs> you ever have somebody break down the car? Maybe one of your kids. And they call you up say, hey, listen, I need to ride home. I've been there and done that so much. My dad bought me a car. It's hard to pick me up all the time, you know. But man, when they show up, oh, man, oh, David, thank you. Oh, thanks for coming. Ooh, wee, wee. man. I need it. I didn't know who to call. I mean, I went through my cell phone and no one would answer my phone. I guess I called him too much. But you did. I appreciate that. That's what the Lord is. You know, we have a habit of going through everybody else before we get to Jesus. Amen? You know? I had the same problem with my car before. When I was a kid. Freddy wouldn't start. So my buddy Tom Babcock worked on it. Joe Babcock worked on That might be a problem right there. Joe worked on it. Then. All my buddies... My car was down for two weeks. I'm 16 years old. I mean, my, it's cramping my lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Dad. Yes, yeah, son. Can you look at my car? 15 minutes. You had to run. I mean, he's a mastermind of any mechanical thing. Electrician. I mean, he's 100 percent up than I am. You see me? You're not seeing my dad. Okay. But 15 minutes. But I went through everything else before I went to the one who know it all. I I went to my buddies. Why didn't I go to my dad first? Was it pride? Was it I don't want dad to know I don't know how to fix this thing? It could be, you know what I'm saying? But I learned after that call my dad first. (laughs) He always answered me. You know? Of course back then you didn't have caller ID, he had no choice probably. (laughs) Probably thought G E was calling in the work, you know. But again, God sold out to him. And anything that's interfering with this, man, we have to remove it. That's a he loves us. I'm going to share a couple of scriptures here yet. I think I know where I want to go. I'm going to double check, okay? <laughs> I know. Matthew sixteen 24. I'll share a couple of scriptures here with you. Jesus speaking to the disciples says, if you truly want to follow me, and this is a passion translation, you should at once completely reject and disown your own life. And you must be willing to share my cross and experience it as your own as you continually surrender to my ways. Now I love this part here. As you continually surrender my ways. Amen? Continue, otherwise it's not a one-time deal. As you, as you, uh, to me, I see it growing stronger in Him. Your faith is going to following Him. And you're getting stronger and stronger. Bear your cross. Otherwise, lay down the things of this world that try trying to entice you to follow the will. Right, Daryl? Amen. Amen. He says, If you choose self-sacrifice and lose your lives for my glory, you will continually discover true life. But if you choose to keep your lives for yourself, you will forfeit what you try to keep. Otherwise, if it's not of the Lord, it's not going to last. And spend the entire life trying to keep stuff that God wants to take from us, man, we don't want that. We should not want that. Man, what's in your life today? Is there anything that you're trying so desperately to hang on to? You know it's part of the world, not the good part of the world, if I can say it that way, because something in the world, I mean, but there's something that, that, that you, you look at it differently. How many times have you looked at something differently? Try to justify yourself to continue in the ways of the world. Kind of water it down. Amen? Think of that. You know, we just got to be honest. We all got to be honest ourselves. If I have a certain sin I'm dying to hang on to, I'm going to hang around people to like the same sin I do. Amen? You know why? I won't feel bad about it. You know? Hey, we're not perfect already, Daryl. Nah. <laughs> now nah, give me a ball of whiskey, will you? <laughs> no. If you want to be smarter, you hang around smarter people, right? Amen? And if you don't want to look better, hang around with ugly people. <laughs> That's why I love Sundays. I feel no, no. <laughs> but we have to be honest. Is there something i try to hang on to? Am I trying to? Am I trying to call or Send a different caller, in order to not be convicted of it? The Holy Spirit speaking on us, right? Amen. Like He spoke to, to David. Hey, come on, let's go down there and take care of Goliath. Wow, me. Yes. You're the, you're no different, folks. You're creating an image of God. If you're born again the Spirit of God is living in you, he say, Come on man. Let's go for a walk today. I'm not yet, Breeder. I mean, don't walk yet, but then. Let me Amen. Praise God for that. Mm Lock that back door. <laughs> okay. But like, what do you want to do, Lord? Take me out of my comfort zone. That's kind of scary, huh? Coming out of your comfort zone. I mean, we all can stand up right now and testify and stuff, and we have a great comfort zone. But take me out and put me in front of someone that I can share my testimony to. You know how many Goliaths are out there willing to be taken down by the Word of God in some way just give it to them? And Goliaths would become a, a David type deal, you know what I'm saying? You ever get you in a position, you ever run your mouth to somebody, and probably ladies, not, but the guy's probably, and you run your mouth and you just can't back down and you know that you know if you keep up, somebody's going to kick your hind end. You know, how did I get myself in this position? Why did I keep my mouth shut? Dick, I know you never got into trouble like that, but uh, God's there for us to recognize it. And He's there to deliver us. We're going to eat crow. No, not having crow for dinner, okay? But don't be afraid of saying, hey, listen, I'm, not, I'm mistaken. I open my big mouth up. I shouldn't be running my mouth like that. Got myself in a position where I'm going to have to fight somebody. That's what David did with Goliath. God used him to take Goliath down. But today he's saying, listen, the glass in your life can be changed by the God that's in your life. But first of all, make sure he changes you. Amen? Search my life. Search my life, God. Let me see. In verse 26, he says, For even if you were to gain all the wealth and power of this world with everything it could offer you at the cost of your own life, what good would that be? And what and what could be more valuable to you than your own soul? It has been decreed that I, the Son of Man, will one day return with my messengers and in the splendor majesty of my Father. that I will reward each person according to what they have done. But I promise you, there are some standing here now who won't experience death until they have witnessed the coming of the Son of Man, and their presence and the power of the kingdom and the realm of God. And he was talking about Brother John, now an He he saw Jesus coming in Revelation. Amen. Isn't that awesome. But again, what are we putting our time and energy in? Are we compromising our life? Are we compromising Jesus? Because whatever it is, is not of Him. It's not going to last. Some of us might be friendships that we have that we're trying to hang on to so desperately. You know that friendship you're involved in isn't good for you. You like these, but but they're your friends. For some, they have tough choices to make because Jesus. I mean, he he's a friend that clo- sticks closer than a brother remember, God says, I'm a jealous God. Now, if you want the way of the world, you want that. Man. The last instruction He has for us today, we'll find in Matthew 18. I'll share this with you. But He said, At that time the disciples came and asked Jesus, Who is considered to be the greatest in the heaven's kingdom realm? And Jesus called a little one to the side and said to them, Learn this well, Unless you dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable and learn about heaven's kingdom with the wide-eyed wonder of a child, you will never be able to enter in His kingdom. Why? Well, he says, Unless you dramatically change your way of thinking. Hmm. Remember we talked a few months ago about thinking, thinking? <laughs> change the way you think. And that's why we got to take every thought captive, right? And make sure that glorify God is a good way, if not, cast it out. Stinking, thinking will pop in your head, but we don't want to hang on to it. That's for sure. Learn this well. Right, verse four: Whoever continually humbles him, oh, hang on a second. New technology. Whoever continually humbles himself to become like this little child is the greatest one in heaven's kingdom realm. And if you tenderly care for this little one on my behalf you are tenderly caring for me. But if anyone abuses one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for him to have a heavy boulder tied around his neck and be hurled into the deepest sea than the face of punishment he deserves. Wow. And he's talking about, little ones, he's also talking about new Christians, baby Christians. they trying to walk with the Lord and people come up to and taint their way of thinking. And we've seen we've seen different denominations do that. Oh my, they have indulgences you can buy and all this kind of stuff. Taking advantage of them. So we want to watch out for those. If you're new to Christ today, it's a process. Amen? Being in fellowship is one of the best ways to have yourself renewed. But also for brothers and sisters here to make sure we reach out to those who are new and encourage them. You know, If, if you ever have you ever played sports and you and you finish with a football game, you're sweating, you're stinking, man, you get in the shower and and uh, not everybody's gonna smell like roses yet, right? You know, if you get in get your shower and get back out, here comes the the, the the lineman who attacked you during the football game, he's gonna stink terrible. Well, shouldn't turn on him. Hey go on in there, buddy. In fact, let him go first. I'm saying that to say the same way with us. As we come to know Jesus, we need people to watch out for us and we need to watch out for the new folks to make sure they're not discouraged and know they're not going to be perfect yet because none of us are perfect. And help them. And we have this modern technology now of texting people. I know it's not the same as a handshake. But I get up in the morning, I've got a couple, even here. Hey, good morning. Or I'll send a goofy picture. right, Daryl. We encourage one another. Just let, hey, listen! This is the day the Lord is giving. Wow! He can change your whole continents around. Amen. That's what, that's what He wants us to do. Mm. So misery will come to one who lures people away into sin. Troubles and obstacles to your faith are inevitable, but great devastation will come to the one guilty of causing others to leave the path of righteousness. Now this is um, this is something. That Bob, down, hang in there with me. If your hand clings to sin, cut it off and throw it away. If your foot continually steps onto sin's path, cut it off and throw it away. For it's better for you to enter into the kingdom crippled and maimed than to have both hands and both feet and be thrown into eternity in hell. If your eye is always focused on sin, pluck it out and throw it away. For it's better for you to enter into heaven with one eye than to throw it into into hell's fire with two. Wow, now, don't take it out of contact. I mean, don't go home and cut your hands and eyeballs out, okay? Understand that, but this is how serious it is. He's saying, now, if your eyes is calling you, see sin all the time, and you're watching on that phone of yours, throw that phone away! You're watching on TV, throw that TV out! Oh, that's kind of drastic. What did he say? you got to find a way being delivered from it. That temptation is going to sit there. I've had a couple of fellows through the church that've been addicted to porno. They come to me, and we found ways of getting getting out of there, putting locks on the phone. Amen. I mean, listen, guys, sin, sin. We all can be wrapped up in something, but they want to deliver from it. We got a password on there, and they couldn't. I mean, it's amazing. If you want to be delivered, God will find a way to deliver you, right? And, and that's why you need brothers and sisters that you trust, that you can share your heart to. They're not going to stand up and say, "Hey, listen, what's going on?" Have some intercede and pray. You know? But he's saying that's how bad it can be. If if you have a habit of going to the stores and stealing stuff, quit shopping. They have what they call Uber drivers anymore. Or your stuff at Walmart, have them bring it to your door. I mean, there's ways around it. But how how bad? How bad do you want to be delivered from this? (laughs) He's saying, man, he goes, build upon this rock. Okay? Some of my teaching, Jesus says, might be kind of difficult for you. But if you really want me, I'm going to find a way that you have all of me. But you you do your part, the <laughs> more you'll recognize where we fall short at. The temptation maybe we haven't overcome yet. Allow Him to strengthen us. And not be afraid to admit to God what's going on, because He already knows it. Amen? Says, Lord, I need help. And he will find somebody to help you. He will, if you want it. Yes. be encouraged. It says in verse 10, Be careful that you do not corrupt one of these little ones, for I can assure you that in heaven each one of their angelic guardians have instant access to my heavenly Father. The Son of Man has come to give life to everyone who is lost. Think of it this way. If a man owns a hundred sheep and one lamb wanders away and is lost, won't he leave the ninety-nine gazing on the hillside and go out and thoroughly search for the one lost? If he finds his lost lamb. He rejoices over it more than over the ninety-nine who are safe. Now you should understand that it is never the desire of your heavenly Father that a single one of these humble, humble believers should be lost. Again, encourage us to watch out for one another. Amen. And do not be afraid to go. Hey, listen. I don't want to bug you, but I haven't seen you in church for a couple of weeks. Everything okay with you? It's not calling bugging people to come to church, if you haven't had contact with them, a lot of we get emails and texts from you guys all the time, it's encouraging that you don't fall away. Because it's very easy to fall away from the herd, right? I mean, if it wasn't, Jesus wouldn't have told us that. So again, encouraging one another back and forth. Then I'm going to close with this scripture in Nehemiah. And we're going to leave on this one then, But in the book of Nehemiah, if I push the right buttons here, and this will be in the New American Standard. They're going to build, want to rebuild the walls. And Nehemiah 4.11 says, Our enemies said that were not, they will, they will know or see until we come among them, kill them and put a stop to the work. Otherwise, the enemy is going to try to come into the camp of those building the walls, Jerusalem, and stop it. They're going to sneak in. Wow, what are they going to look like? They're like one of us. Mm. When the Jews who lived near them came and told us ten times, they will come up against us from every place where you may turn. Ten times. Hey, listen. They're going to come up against you no matter where you go, Fernando. Satan will come against you. understand that. He's going to come against you. There's no safe place from him. He'll try to access you, okay? So you get the warning up front. Warning up front. Watch out for him. Because he'll show up like a a wolf in sheep clothing. Woo, Wow. Mm-mm. Then I stationed men in the lowest parts of the space be- behind the wall, the exposed places, and I stationed the people and families with the swords, spears, and bows. Wow, covering the camp. Mm. When I saw their fear, I rose and spoke to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people. Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome, and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives. In your houses. When our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had frustrated their plan, then all of us returned to the wall, each one to his work. From that day on, half of my servants carried on their work, while half of them held the spears, the swords, the bows, and the breastplates. And the captains were behind the whole house of Judah. Still doing what God called them to do, but somebody's watching out. Amen? Half of them was protecting, while the rest of them was working. Now, I'm telling you what, if I have a shovel in my hand, And there's people out there threatening to kill me. I better have faith in Fernando or Fred or Rick that they're going to protect my back with a sword by work. Otherwise, I'd be, will not get much done. But having faith. And that's what God wants us to have faith in His sword, in His word. To to, to take away the fear. But He says, Those who were rebuilding a wall and those who carried burdens took their load with one hand, doing the work. And the other holding a weapon. As for the builders, each wore his sword girded at, his side of it, at the side as he built, while the trumpeter stood near me. I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, The work is great and extensive, and we separated on the wall far from one another. And whatever place you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. Ooh, Our God will fight for us. So we carried on the work with half of them holding spears from dawn until the stars appeared. At that time I also said to the people, Let each man with his servant spend the night within Jerusalem so they may be guarded for us by night and labor by day. So neither I, my brother, my servants, nor the men of the guard who follow me, none of us removed our clothes. Each took his weapon even to the watering hole. Sharing there that didn't matter what took place. They continue to work of God, trusting in the swords, the protection. Amen. We have the same thing today we continue to do what God's called us to do, being trusting in his word, not being scared. Yes, the enemy's all around. The enemy is trying to, to scare us, trying to put fear around us, trying to shut us down. But man, we continue to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. We continue to follow Him with no fear. Staying in His Word, speaking out His Word, praising Him through prayer, and watching God work. Have no fear, God is saying. You have been called for a time like this. And to continue to watch. Watch over. Continue to watch over the, the walls. Not giving up. God is not done with America yet. God is not done with you yet. God isn't done with our children yet. Our children's children yet. But he's calling upon us to have strength, to have faith in His Word, to follow Him, to stand on that rock. And whatever's causing us to stand, whatever's taking away what God wants us to be. To acknowledge it in your life and get rid of it. Time is short. We're gonna be engaged in a great spiritual battle like never before. Awesome thing. You're gonna pray and you're gonna see things take place. Like that. for those. Those who want Him. I said, there's no hope for you. Say there's no hope for your kids. Your kids you went down the wrong path. That's right. I know God. That changes path. Thank you in advance. Thank you, God, for my children. Thank you for the salvation. Thank you that they're walking with you. No matter how you see it, no matter what they're doing, give them the glory. Amen. And remember, when you bake that bread, use all the ingredients. And then trust in the one who baked before you. And when you live your life, trust in all the Word of God. Even though some parts might taste like eating butter or taking a bite of flour, as they come together, man, it makes your life whole. Amen. Amen. Praise God.